0: We really have a treat today in a very special extra episode of the No Film School podcast. Both my guests today on the podcast are Oscar winners, and both have done incredible work on a number of movies. And they both also worked on No Time to Die, the latest entry in the James Bond franchise, one we've been waiting for for a long time. It's been delayed. It is in theaters today across the United States. It is. On film, it is in IMAX. It is a massive movie, and you should go see it in the theater. But all that aside, today we are talking to Linus, the cinematographer, and Chris, the special effects supervisor. And we're so lucky to have both of them. Linus shot La La Land, First Man, American Hustle, to name a few. And Chris has been doing special effects on Bond movies since, like, you know, Bond movies for a very long time. (laughs) Just going way back, he's witnessed multiple Bonds. And he's done special effects on like every big special effects thing, not just the bond movies i mean we're talking about stuff like the Star Wars movies recently, some x men movies, inception, the Dark Knight I mean this guy is prolific you know everything from like Willow Adventures of Baron Munchausen, license to kill, et cetera, et cetera so We are really lucky to have craftspeople of this caliber on this podcast. The things we talk about, there just wasn't enough time to get into everything. But look, if you want to know more about how the biggest, most impressive films are made and how the people at the absolute top of their game in the crafts area work and approach things, this is the episode for you. So... If you haven't seen Bond yet, that's okay. We're not going to spoil anything, so you can go ahead and listen to it. And if you have seen Bond, this is a great companion piece to listen to the guys who really put a lot of the the work on the final thing, the image that you're going to see, that that you probably enjoyed because it's enjoyable. So here we go. Thanks so much for doing this. There's so much I want to talk about and ask you about. It's a beautiful film. Um, oh, thank you. In terms of how it's shot, it's so nice to sit down in a theater and see celluloid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so tell me about. Tell me about shooting on film at IMAX 65. It was 65, yeah. 70, and 35.
1: Yes, so it was uh, 65 millimeter. But we shot, you know, like the IMAX sequences. We shot in IMAX. There's Parts of them that required very intimate dialogue, where we used the uh, 65 millimeter, still the same film stock, but in 5 perf, right? For audio, we used the uh, Panavision uh, 65 cameras, but also the Arri 765, which is a 65 millimeter camera, it's just called 765, but it's still 65 millimeter film in the 65, in, in those sequences that are IMAX. And then yeah. it's anamorphic 35 uh, in the other sequences and
0: did you along with Terry and with with producers how did you guys outline okay this is going to be IMAX like how do you approach a project and make those deci- how do those decisions come to pass what's also, going to be 35 what's going to be IMAX
1: i think um it was very clear for Terry and uh, in our initial discussions uh, um uh, as you may know i'm also an avid film lover i, I love shooting on film because i feel like i can express the visuals uh, the way I want to, I can, I I feel like also the film celluloid itself, it adds a little bit more to the images in a way that I cannot predict. So when I see it um, Mm. come back, it it has actually sort of um, romanticized it a little or like, because I think film is not like, um, a film should be an impression of even if it's a realistic film or, or, or social realistic drama like we did first man, I think it helps to shoot first man domestic scenes on 16 millimeter in order to get the audience to feel like it's happening for real. It's like it helps the documentary feel of it. Yeah. Uh, if it's too like crisp and clear and and sort of sort of untouched by, I don't know, it's it's something with with it where it's just like the film really helps me to love the images. Oh in, I, any movie, in any movie. I couldn't agree more. I right? couldn't agree more. <laughs> especially if it's a completely naturalistically shot movie. It's so poetic, so beautiful. It adds to the poetry to things. I'm not talking about my own work. I'm talking about like anytime I see a film and it's shot on film, it's just it helps me love and appreciate uh you know the intention of the story. Okay, so in Bond, uh Kerry, he really wanted to shoot this on film. Uh, he's been shooting things on film when he can, and and I'm a film lover, and we were talking with Barbara and Michael and uh, about this, and and they 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 really wanted to support uh, the, you know, uh, Carrie has the vision, and they really want to support, and also all Bond films but one has been shot on film, so it's not like you know it wasn't a problem for them or anything and mm-hmm. i think at the end of the day it's like it's not more expensive it's in you know w- w- thinking about it this way that my intention with the with the cinematography is that when the dailies come back that is how the movie looks like like it shouldn't change it shouldn't change yeah. in in the di it shouldn't change it should be perfected in the di, but it shouldn't like change in the di so when you capture on film and and you you have done the right things with the lighting, and you have done the right. Many films can look beautiful, you know, thanks to the lighting, of course, and and the production design and the costume design. And either way, I think I'm not happy if I get the dailies back and I don't like them. You know, I, I can't like wait till half a year later and and find the look there. So part of that was also why I decided to get my uh, dailies colorist. Uh, 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 Matt Wallach, who did, f- I think, five films before this with me in the dailies, and we had this collaboration where every day I got back, you know, stills from him for approval of the color, and in the dailies, um, you know, playing it pretty natural and with no power windows or anything. Of course, mm. we sort of nailed down the look on a day by day basis, right? So I I felt like it's an opportunity to actually have the same person doing the color. And uh, I always feel like if I'm happy with it already there in the dailies, that's how the film should look like, like even with its flaws, you know. Yeah. So, so on this film, we had um, Matt was doing the color, like both the dailies and the DI, and we had a pretty quick DI, you know. And you save money by that too, and you save money having like being happy with the look already on a day by day basis. So,
0: this episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? So it was that a daily was, that, conversation about what, we, what you were getting back and saying, this yeah. is what it's going to be. And you, you kind of said, we want to push or pull a little bit here or there, or uh, did, did your, did you and Carrie's plan for the look
1: evolve as you were getting dailies and seeing how things looked? Um, yeah. I mean, like we usually had done, we had done tests obviously and, and found sort of a, a, a method of how we want to approach this film. But I think, you know, like you you need to find your language for each film and and it has obviously to do with the story and with the I think the director's vision initially and then and what we together as a collaborating team around him with a production designer, costume designer and, and so on um, comes up with our idea our, our collective ideas about how this film should feel like, and part of that is testing obviously, and then hopefully we're right, but sometimes you make adjustments to. I think perfected, right? So that's why it's important that you on a daily basis know how the film looks like currently. And if something should change, we next time we we go lighter on the color there or so and so on. So and in this in this film, the uh, Kerry wanted the, the you know the journey of, of for the for the audience in the film, watching it should be dramatic because it's a Bond movie. He felt like it needs to be. You know, Larger than life, it's a story that goes from one end to another and from from sort of raw uh, emotions to intimate, dramatic, uh, romantic, or or sort of um, emotional emotions, what you say. And it was important to get sort of the the real waves of that. And so therefore, with the location scouting and um, the collaboration around how to uh, design those sets and how we light those sets or if it takes place in daytime or nighttime or dusk, that was important all the time in in the visuals and i think that's always important to think about in any movie and and in in this case we we obviously based it on the story and carry very much designed the story with that in mind as well so it it would be like it cuts from like an icy norway that's super isolated and and white you, know, you don't want to be there white and monochromatic actually yeah. To something really romantic and sunny, yeah, uh, right. <laughs> Italy, yeah. and in like the, the 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 most romantic little stony town, uh, yeah. and guess guess what? That changes into the most brutal town you can be in if you have an action sequence because you don't want to hit your head in the walls. There or fall over the 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 bridges or ravines. So it it's like. All of that has to be thought of. And, and luckily with a film like this, we could plan the visuals that way that we, we strive to shoot those scenes in, in sunset for the romantic part of the, uh, the, the Italy, uh, you know, um, scene. The fire, the little,
0: little yeah. pieces of paper, the way you used points of light. I mean, there's yeah. the, the broadness of the canvas of this movie. I can't like visually like to go from these gorgeous shots in this town, yeah. daylight, to then the night with the little points of light. To then like the raid on the on the facility when you have yeah. that crazy shot that turns. It gave me vertigo, <laughs> yeah. like the shot that turns. Tell right. me about that shot, like that. And there's a couple of big wonders, and I know Kerry is big on doing that. There's yeah, the, towards the end in the action sequence that crazy long wonder where he's fighting a bunch of different guys up the stairs.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but but again, it's like it, it is the way he he wrote a story, obviously with collaborated writing. Uh, but he very much was driving on like how the story should move on from here so you go through that you come in and then how do you open the film Well, then you get into that that uh, lab right the complex right. Of, the, in london and what would be what what would be beautiful there well they're working at night We're in twilight it's twilight outside it's like dusky twilight because we thought i was colorful and beautiful uh, towards those green uh, fluorescents and it had to do with them. Um, finding what's most suspenseful for this scene. Hmm. That was the emotion, suspense, hmm. right? Here it's suspense. And it's also, um, uh, I think, uh, the idea of uh, a lab that can exist, but it is a little bit heightened reality because <laughs> oh, yeah. of the, yes. the colors that lab has and the characters yes. in there are very special. But, you know, those haz- hazmat suits, they look like that. It, they just look really funny. And then, uh, like in that lab, for example, uh, Carrie... Uh, you know, when we design those shots, it sometimes happens in pre-production when it comes into more details of of shots, like in that lab, for example, where we have like a shot coming in and panning right, and then you see someone put a detonator on a thing, and those things are sometimes designed more on more closer to the shoot, you know, but with the same intention of suspense, and and it's both Carrie and I love that. Like it's nice to. To describe or like to to tell the story uh, with uh, with uninterrupted takes, unless they you know delay the film in a in a boring way. Mm -hmm. So in this case, it was just suspenseful to live in it, you know, and to even it's not a super long shot. I think those kind of shots, but they are interesting because you don't need to cut there. It's like it's actually nice to just pan over. In the in the other sequence you talk about with the The stairs, the stairs. Th- that uh, had to do with you know we really wanted the audience to feel like both that bond is in deep trouble right like and he really that's like he's already been 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 traveling through so much action and and in this scene you need you you just let him be in even harder action and it's even going upstairs and yeah. it's and 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 being them there with him, if that was shot on like Steadicam or like a crane or cuts, I don't think it would be as intense. You know, it mm. was much more intense to describe. Sometimes, you know, you just think about what do you want to describe here? It's like, it's hard, it's scary. You should feel what he feels now. Mm. And, and being there in the rain of the bull, oh, like in, in the fire of all these bullets and, and trying to get up with him through that just felt so much more brutal, inspired, obviously, by any, I mean, there's so many films you can think of where, where you can be, you know, uh, dramatic with the storytelling, but I, I love that like, um, flexibility of, of storytelling that you just think about what the scene is about. Is it? Hmm. Is it, it sounds like you
0: draw a lot from thinking, what are the emotions that I'm the core emotions Always. of this scene?
1: I want to ask
0: you about actors because yeah. this film also you have a lot of great talent but I feel like for a movie that's so big you get their faces <laughs> so the landscape of an actor's face is maybe the most important thing right and the the talent in this movie but like from from Daniel Craig to yeah. to everybody yeah. you're really like in them in on their faces how do you shoot and approach a different actors Different, like, do you use different lenses? Do you think about it at different focal lengths, or who looks good, who who com- who communicates best with your camera, depending on where you put it? You know, can you tell me a little bit about how you approach yeah. that? Because so much of this
1: movie is action, but honestly, the story is happening on their faces in those in those close-ups. Totally. I mean, again, it's like it's the dramatic part of the story and the emotions that you're after. I think always it, it that helps you think about, I think, uh, how to shoot things because you, you care for the emotions. The other thing is, as you say, with the character's faces, it happens there. Therefore, you want to be with them in a lot of those even action sequences. You're actually with the character in their faces. And there are scenes like, for example, in Matera where he has actually a conflict with Madeleine. They're in the car, right? And the scene they're playing is actually something that normally would take place in maybe their hotel room and they're just sitting there talking about this. Like, what is going on here, right? Like, you need that scene to be an intimate... Very dramatic, normal, like socialistic drama scene about trust, right? And just a, just scenes from a marriage style. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They just happen to be in a in a DB five racing uh, for their lives around uh, Matera with really hard walls. And the fun thing with it, then, so so you, you that combination is is I think genius from the, the 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 writers, like how that came up. But it's also funny you know it's like because daniel's character plays that so it's it's like funny how he uses his his knowledge and power of the violence around uh, mm. that he can control the violence around him like he's very secure in that right he yes. he lets things happen to scare her or like <laughs> it's a funny scene i think in a way at, at the same time as it's a very dramatic scene between them at the same time it's like an action sequence So it's it's that kind of combination. But but so I secretly kind of think always about which I just always think about so that I think about is there a lens that doesn't work for because lenses can change. I know, you know, like lenses can change faces in in, in different ways, in, in really good ways, like usually long lenses makes like rectangular faces more powerful looking. You shoot them from underneath to look more heroic or powerful. Some people look really distorted in wide-angle lenses, um, and while others look gorgeous in wide-angle. So there is a nature of that where you you can manipulate the character's appearance, obviously, with what lenses yeah. you choose. So it's important to think about, and and uh, it, it's great in camera testing to test that and see. You get to test with the stars because I have to yeah, say, even
0: though totally. a lot of stars always look great. They look great. These ones have looked great in a lot of movies, but I really felt like you guys nailed something with each of them that I hadn't seen quite. Like some of these, some of the looks, and I don't know if your tests with them help, but everybody yeah. from Anna Darmas to uh, Jeffrey yeah. Wright in the water,
1: like you really, yeah. like. Can you tell me about your tr- tests for each of them and and that? I mean, we we didn't test that particular thing with each of them, but we did a lot of camera tests with a bunch of actors, and obviously when we did tests. Like we shot them on um, uh, also on still cameras for costume tests and so on and makeup tests and the design mm-hmm. from Carrie's point of view and the costume and makeup designers for how and with the actors obviously how the characters should appear or feel like that that is uh, always a process where all those looks comes from so many angles right and especially I think from hair makeup and and costume right. and, and actor itself and then when it when it comes to shooting them it's just like there are certain characters that are the classic thing. I, th- I think it's just like you—you shoot more low angle when you want someone to feel like more heroic or scary. And Alan de Armas, for example, she looks—you uh, know—she looks beautiful in, in any lens. She just <laughs> anyway, so you don't need to like. That's just a relief, you know. Like when when people have no problem. Actually, I think most of them. It's not like the the priority of. I think the priority for me is that, uh, and for. I think when you shoot a film it's like it's so much more about like how should it feel like the emotions of the story and mm. then you you have to live with uh what is what is good for the storytelling uh in terms of the angles too because sometimes a wide angle describes a scene better yeah. than a, a long lens and then there happens to be different actors in there so they they have to be in the frame, <laughs> right, but, uh, right? But but you definitely care about it. Like you you consider and think and and be careful to not you know, yeah do something bad. But yeah.
0: Well, I we have to wrap up. I have a million things I could ask you about because sure. uh, the movie Another was great <laughs> and and uh, yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks so much and congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, George. Good to see Talk you. Talk to you soon.
1: Okay. Thank you.
0: Thanks so much for listening. Thank you, Chris and Linus, both, for being on the podcast. Check out Bond. It's in theaters. No time to die. See it in IMAX. See it big and loud and bombastic as it was meant to be seen. And appreciate the, the fine work on the large cinematic canvas that we have been waiting for for years. It's nice to see it and really enjoy it. And as always, be sure to follow us on Twitter like us on Facebook, check out our YouTube channel where we have a cool review up by Charles Hain of the iPhone 13 in its cinematic mode. Head over to nofilmschool.com and read all about filmmaking, filmmaking news, education, and tech. Thanks so much for listening.